Welcome to the Hooked on Fantasy Podcast with your host, Luke Sawhook. And Hudson Brown. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Hooked on Fantasy. I'm your host, Hudson Brown, along with your co-host, Luke Sawhook. We've got a fantastic episode today. Yeah, we've got two weeks till Super Bowl, so we're because last week we were previewing the games and previewing playoff games. But this week specifically, now we got a break. We're talking about some dynasty buys and sells. There's a lot of fantasy football trading going on, specifically in the dynasty fantasy football world. So we're going to be talking about some buys and sells, some players that we like, players that we dislike. Talk about them. It's going to be super, super fun. Luke, how are we doing tonight? I'm doing fantastic, brother. Thank you for the intro. And I want to point out to everyone watching on video. I told Hutchins before we're live. We're called out. We're collared boys. We are. We're fancy tonight. Shirt boys. We are fancy. We are professional. And damn it, take us seriously. That's all I have to say. For real. I'm going for a murder mystery party tonight, which sounds yep. delightful. Yes. Yeah, I wish I wish I could have kept more of my fit on, but I was sweating. We actually had like these physical challenges we had to do, and one of them got me sweating. So I was like, I have to take these off. I had these like jackets yeah. on. It was really fun. I was a detective, but I had to take them off for the show. Yeah, that, that's understandable. It's understandable. Well, let's yeah. let's uh, you make a hard transition here to get our audience sweating a little bit. Let's talk about some players. They should be selling <laughs> off their dynasty teams. Uh, let's start off with the one we both agree on. Um, it's Kyron let's Williams, guys. Uh, Kyron Williams is the, the apple of the eye, uh, you know, for a lot of fantasy players right now, everyone loves Kyron for what he did for your fantasy championship teams this past season. Great, great season for him as a guy came out of nowhere this year, waiver wire darling this season in fantasy football after some injuries happened in that backfield cam Akers is eventually cut from the team. Uh, Kyron Williams, I think is a very talented player with what he did this year. Here's the reasons that I'm selling. One, well, pretty much the only reason, honestly, the biggest reason is that I think he got an insane amount of volume this year, uh, and that's just not going to stay year over year, straight up. I know McVay likes him. I think they're going to add significant competition to that backfield, whether it be through the draft or through free agency. I think they're going to look to bring in players for competition for Kyron Williams, and I don't think he's going to be this bell, uh, bell cow workhorse RB1 that most folks think he's going to be next season and seasons moving forward. Uh, the short There's a short you know, shelf life, shelf life on running backs in Dynasty as is, so I'm not a huge fan of holding on to these you know, pretty volatile year-over-year situations like a Kyron Williams on my Dynasty rosters. I would much rather trade those for very valuable rookie draft picks to try to get some of those high-end players or maybe pivot for some high-end wide receiver talent or tight ends that I think have more long-term staying power. So Kyron is a sell for me. I think this is peak value for Kyron Williams right now coming off the season that he had just had. I don't think we're going to see something better than what just happened for Kyron plus his young age. I think this is the peak of his dynasty trade value. I couldn't agree more with, with you, Luke. And to add on to that, I mean, we've seen stories like this before. When you look back, to be fair, the three players I'm about to name, none of them really dominated to the level that Kyron Williams did this year. But you can name guys like Michael Carter, Damian Pierce, Tyler Algier, and James Robinson. All four very recent players were drafted in the later rounds of the NFL draft, came out in their first seasons with opportunities, and absolutely dominated and just crushed and had a really solid season, especially for fantasy football. They all had great seasons. And then they were, you know, put a top dynasty ranking. I mean, Talagier, Michael Carter, not as much because we expected running backs coming in, especially for Algier, because we, like, everyone thought the Falcons were, were going to draft Bijan, and then they did it. But Damian Pierce and James Robinson were, like, top-tier assets. These were guys that were highly valued. I liked Damian Pierce this year. I thought he was exciting. I was really into I did too. Uh, coming this year. I was really hoping for more. But Devin Singletary straight about played him pretty much the entirety of the year and he got replaced. But looking at 
uh, Kyrie Williams situation specifically, I mean, I want to remind people that in week one, they gave Cam Akers 22 carries. Like, they saw training camp. They saw preseason. They saw everything before the season. They were like, we're going to give Cam Akers 20-plus carries in the first week. We're going to give him a lot of volume in the first week. Does that, that, that should speak to you that said, that should speak to you that they did not see as much as they wanted in Kyron Williams. Because K-Makers was awful. If Kyron Williams is not able to push K-Makers off for the entire offseason, like, it just shows, it just goes to show that he might not be that good. I think he's a volume-dependent player. Yes, absolutely agree. I completely agree. He's a volume-dependent player. And with the free agent, like, when you look at the free agent class of this running back, of the running backs, like, Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, just to name two. And there's so many great running backs in this free agency class. The draft doesn't have much, but you still have some guys in the mid to late rounds that can make an impact. Like, I, I love Braylon Allen. I think he's fantastic. I think he's going to be a great player in this league. Personally, I don't know how you felt about Luke. I think he's great. And I think the Rams potentially could work that out. But anyways, I, I just don't see a world where the Rams don't add a back, a significant back, and Carolina's value is crushed. And Selling. he could... Sell him off. He could very easily like his value could be depleted a little bit. And he could still be relevant, but he could also his value by the end of next year could be legit like zero. His value could yeah. be zero. He could be nothing by the end of next year. And the fact that he's valued this high right now, which when you're looking at it, it's just way too high value right now. You just have to get absolutely agree. Absolutely agree here. Let's get into your second sell here. Hachi, you got so my next sell. I really want to talk about somebody. I mean, I, 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 the one guy, like, this is not like a must sell like Kyron Williams, but this is somebody that if you get a big enough offer, I think you might want to consider this. Just, just hear me out for a second. Do you think Lamar Jackson's value could go any higher? Hutch, don't just you dare say you're selling Lamar. Do you Jackson. think Lamar Jackson's value could go any higher than it is right now? Because consensus, no, keep trade cuts. Looking at fantasy pros, he's QB3. Which is don't do it. pretty much the highest it's it. ever been. Pretty close to the highest it's ever been. Don't do it. Don't sell Lamar. I I am not saying you have to go out and look for trades for Lamar Jackson. No, dude. But if you find an offer, he's so that young. Gives you, still, Hutch. He's twenty seven. That's twenty seven so young. years old. It is. But looking at specifically his kind of court, like looking at because I went back and look at Michael. I Vick's think Lamar career. Jackson will be an elite fantasy quarterback for at least the next three seasons. That's totally fair. I think you could totally say that. I think you could totally say the next three seasons. That is totally fine. I think he's a he hold. Looked, I think he is a hold. Maybe not a buy. I think he, if I have Lamar Jackson on my team, I am not fielding offers. I am. I would definitely field offers if one big enough one comes in, because I think from okay. here, his value is only going to go down because looking, I went back and looked at a couple careers of some elite Russian quarterbacks, specifically Michael Vick. When you look at the age of when he falls off, it was around 29 to 30 years old. And that means if Lamar Jackson, look at Russell Wilson too, right? Was he hit 30? His rushing went down. When you look at Cam Newton, we didn't get to see him far into his 30s. But once he hit 30, he kind of fell apart. And like Lamar Jackson is a kind of quarterback where if he's not running, he's not going to give you elite fantasy value. So I think you only have like two to three years left with Lamar Jackson being an elite fantasy quarterback. Like the, the, the history just shows that you probably only have two, three years left. If you can get an offer where he's like a top two kind of quarterback in Superflex leagues, which is trades that I have seen happen, I think he's worth the sell. I would rather rank him more in the five to six range, five to seven range. I would not rank him as a top three Chinese quarterback. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, but I, I don't love the idea. But I, I, would, I would agree that if you can't find, if you if there's no big offer, then just hold on to him. He's going to be great. 
I'm not saying he's going to be bad. I'm not saying he's going to be terrible. I'm not saying he's going to be a bad quarterback. He's a great fantasy quarterback, and he will be for the next couple of seasons. But I think his value is just at its peak. I think it's only going to go down for the next couple of seasons. That's fair. That's fair. Are those your two sales? Those are the two ones I had All written right. down. Let me, me rapid fire through mine here. I have I have a few more. Uh, I, I overprepared for the show, folks. My apologies. Yeah, uh, I, okay. it was funny. Last week, I prepared a little bit. I had a little bit more. And then this week, he is more written down than I do. We don't really yeah, talk we're about on the how much to write down. Right now. Next week, maybe yeah, we don't talk about how much. We just write down stuff. <laughs> hey, we're good, though. We're good. We're good. Uh, we're good. Rapid firing through my cells here real quick for you guys. Derrick Henry, he's a free agent. Ooh, he could go anywhere. I don't think you're going to get a possible better landing spot than Tennessee. I don't think it's possible. Can I add a caveat to this? Sure. I would sell once he lands on a spot because I disagree. I think you sell now. Really? I think because the thing is the teams that are most hot looking at him are really good teams for his What if he goes to, let's say Dallas, for example, I think that's gross to replace Tony Pollard with Tony Pollard. Well, Tony Pollard is a free agent this off season. If I'm assuming if they would, I don't know if they were to bring in Derrick Henry, I think they would let him go. Maybe that's my personal thought. I think I'm, I'm thinking I gave that example off the top of my head as, what if you went somewhere where there's already another established back and it's like, oh, it's going to be a one-two punch. I, I think that's risky. Like, personally, I think you sell now. He's still an RB1 in people's eyes of value. Maybe not a dynasty top 12 running back, but you know what I mean. No, He's a starting-level dynasty asset. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For me, I'm selling while I can. I'm not going to risk his landing spot. I'm just going to take some cash and go about my way. I'm going to sell King Henry. Next it's Baker Mayfield. I, Baker had a great season. 100%. Yeah, you saw off the offensive Baker, coordinator yeah, there. Mike yeah. Evans might be out the door. Great year for Baker. I don't know if I'm buying it long term. I'm selling Baker, taking his good year. It was a solid year. When you look at the numbers, real, when you really look at the numbers, it was a solid year. It wasn't a lead. It was year a good Baker. year. It wasn't a great but, year, but it was a good enough year that you can sell yeah. Baker in a Dynasty Superflex League for some nice value and then 100%. go, you know, put that into a more. I'm that QB desperate team in. Find that QB desperate team and just give him Baker Mayfield, dangle it in front of his face. Oh, they won't. They won't say no. For sure, it happens to everybody in dynasty leagues. You need quarterbacks. 100%. Uh, next is Raheem Mostert. He is old. Well, yeah, he is 100%. old. Great season for Mostert. You definitely will get the more value from Raheem Mostert right now than he probably ever could in his. Career. He could very likely be irrelevant next year. He could be. Yeah, he could be irrelevant. This is the HN's backfield moving forward. I think we all know that, right? He probably will have a role. He could have another good year, but long term. Highly doubt he lasted past this next season as a top end fantasy back. Next is Joe Mixon. Again, age. He's just creeping, creeping, creeping. Yep. Chase Brown there, uh, younger running back. I think he's going to take more snaps from him next year. He had a good year this season for fantasy. He is a sell for me for sure. Uh, that's all. Those are my all. all my will, sales. I'll add one Derek more. Williams, I like that. Derek Henry, Baker, Raheem Mostert, Joe Mixon. I'll add one more here. I think I think you should sell Aaron Jones. I mean, people are okay. still looking at Aaron Jones as a pretty valuable running back. And we already saw the cliff this past year. While he was on the field, he did some solid production, but it was a lot of injuries, so much inconsistency. It was just, it was a down year for Aaron Jones. And at his age point, like they, it just doesn't go up. It doesn't go up from here. I would say Aaron Jones as well is a solid sell in Dynasty fans. Yeah, I like selling a lot of those running backs who are just about to go over that age cliff. Uh, yeah, like, right you, just, it, you know, you don't want to be caught holding. You don't want to be caught holding the bag. You'd rather Never. get it away first. Yeah. That's always the goal in Dynasty, right? But all right, let's put it on some players on the up and up or players we think are a good value right now. Some Dynasty buys, go. brother. Who you got here? So my first one, this is going to be one. I'm actually, I'm really passionate about this one. I am buying, and this might really look bad after a year. I'm buying Kendry Miller. I I, I was a Kendry Miller stand last oh, offseason. 
Yeah, I was a Kendra Miller stand last offseason. He got drafted the third round, which was a huge surprise to a lot of draft analysts, a lot of fantasy football analysts, because he was injured and compete in the combine. Everyone thought, oh, this guy's going to be like a fifth-round pick. He ended right. up going round three to the New Orleans Saints behind Alvin Kamara. He struggled with injuries a lot this year, and he just didn't really get on the field a ton. We didn't get on the field. I watched. I went, I went back and watched every carry he had this year, every touch he had. He looks pretty good. I would say he looked good. There were some games where it was like, oh, he's clearly hampered because they were the games he was off injury. It was like, oh, right. he doesn't look that guy. But there were games where it was like, oh, he looks good. There are some really good things here that I, that I saw in his film at college. Because he averaged 6.7 yards per carry throughout his college career. He's about six foot, 215, 220 pounds. He had almost 1,400 rushing yards in a single season in his last season at TCU. He beat out Zach Evans for the job. Like he sent Zach Evans out. They completely beat him out. That you know, everyone was talking about Zach Evans is a great running back, and look where he is now. He's just on the Rams. He's doing nothing. But uh, anyways, Kendrick Miller, and he didn't receive a ton of targets on TCU, but the usage was just wasn't there when he caught the ball. He looked great. And Alvin Kamara continues to age. Everybody like he is not getting any younger. He did not look. He looked okay this year. He didn't look fantastic, and he's going to continue to age, continue to get worse. And as he slowly fades out more and more. Kendrick Miller is just going to get more and more involved in this offense. And he's going right. to eventually, there could be somewhere where he takes over this backfield. And you might say, well, he's going to age too much for a running back. Remember, he got drafted super young. He was 21 where he got drafted. He had just turned 21. He's going to be 22 in June of this year. In June of this year, he'd be 22. He's super, super young. So Kendrick Miller just seems like somebody you can buy. And he and he's going like for a bag of popcorn in Dynasty Leagues. He's nothing. Yeah, Nobody he's likes him anymore. For sure. He's nothing. Nobody likes him anymore. Everyone's out. Bye, Kendrick Miller. Yeah, I really like buying those, you know, those post year one hype sleeper kind of guys. I like that a lot. It's good value there for sure. Uh, I'm, I'm taking a different route here. I have three veterans and three young guys. Who do you want first? Do you want a young guy or a veteran? Veteran. All right, veteran, this is one I feel pretty strongly about. It's buying Travis Kelsey, man. People are so quick to be like, oh, he's ancient. He's, you know, regressing. He's not the same, blah, blah. He's Travis Kelsey. He has Patrick Mahomes throwing him the ball. He's dominating in the playoffs right now. There is not a doubt in my mind that Travis Kelsey will be a top five tight end in fantasy next year at minimum. Definitely can finish top three again. It, it, Hutch, if you woke up from a coma tomorrow and I told you that Travis Kelsey was the number one tight end in fantasy for the next two seasons, would you believe me? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it, listen, it's on the table still, everybody. He's still Travis mm -hmm. Kelsey. He's a fantastic player and a great offense. It's built around him and Patrick Mahomes. I think now is the time to buy Kelsey in Dynasty. This is the first time I've seen his value truly waver in the eyes of the public in a very, very long time. And he's lighting it up here in the playoffs. I think we're going to get back to Travis Kelsey being elite next season. He banged up his knee in week one this past year. I'm in on Travis Kelsey and Dynasty at his current price. I think he's a great buy. I love it. I, I think that's fair. I think it's a very solid argument to make. I mean, Travis Kelsey, obviously. When you buy him, though, you are taking a risk. I mean, I, I mean, he's getting up there, and he can fall off at any point. We did see moments this year where it was like, oh, he should have caught that, or I think he looks a little slow there. I, personally, I saw moments. Whereas, like, he I don't know if he's he did, the same but guy listen, this year. he was still extremely productive for fantasy. But he was still very productive for fantasy. It just simply is. He wasn't yep. the advantage that you want. He just wasn't that guy. He wasn't the advantage he of tight end. He was still very good. good. He went on a he rough very good. down the end of the season, but for most of the year, he was pretty good. He was pretty yeah, he good. Yeah, he was great. He was a great fantasy tight end, and he probably will be for the next couple of years. Yep. But uh, you, you are taking a risk because if you buy him right now, and the next year it's just like, oh, he falls off the cliff. Because when it happens, it happens, and it just it it it, it is what it is. It'll like, happen just, fast with Kelsey for sure. It happens fast. 
So you're taking a massive risk there buying him. So I would try to get him as cheap as you can. I wouldn't want to pay up for Travis Kelsey, but if you can get him cheap, I like that. Yeah. All right, who you got here, man? What's your second one? So my next one is actually going to be another tight end that I'm really interested in, a younger tight end. I'm talking about... I have a guess. I have a guess. I have a guess. Oh, I already said it. Sorry. Who'd you say? I didn't hear it. Oh, okay. No, no. Just go. Guess. What do you got? Okay, I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess Trey McBride. No. Cole Komet. Who is it? I love, I love Trey McBride. I love Trey it? McBride. Trey McBride was my guy this year. I love Trey McBride. He was one of my guys at tight end. Thankfully, that really paid off. But I actually like really like Cole Komet as a buy-in dynasty. I feel like he's Ooh, being... Ooh, yes. I know. I, Ooh, <laughs> he's, being really, he's being really undervalued right now. This past year, he had 90 targets, caught 73 of them for 719 yards, six touchdowns, finishes a top eight tight end in fantasy points. And this was his fourth year as a tight end, and he evolved even more from his third year after a solid 69 targets, 50 receptions, 544 yards, seven touchdowns. This offseason, he was given a bag of money, $50 million, four years in the summer of 2023. And either he stays with Justin Fields as his quarterback. I like that. I love that one. Love that one. Kyle Pitts is a great buy. But uh, Cole Komet, he either stays with Justin Fields and has Justin Fields as his quarterback. Or he gets one of one of the best prospects at quarterback that we've ever seen for quite a while in Caleb Williams. Like he is an elite prospect and a rookie quarterback tends to look to the tight end. We see it a lot as rookies come in and they're developing in the NFL. The tight end can be the best friend. And Kogamet is a big athletic red zone monster. And he's only getting he's only gotten better and better over his first four seasons. When you look at the numbers, when you look at the routes room, when you look at everything, he's only gotten better over the first four seasons. He makes crazy catches that not many tight ends can make in the NFL. He is a big buy because he's just like no one talks about him. He is so undervalued, and he's not going to get you top three tight end numbers, most likely not at least. He's just not that dude. But he's going to get you, you know, mid tight end one production, and at the his cost, that's just so worth it. I mean, I don't hate it. I really don't. I just don't love. I love getting the elite tight ends for fantasy. It's just me. Fair. It's my the problem is though. The problem but is that we're seeing a shift. The problem is that we're seeing a shift. This year we saw a bit of a shift where there wasn't like an elite, like one hundred percent top, top, top. I tier. know, but like I love. I just love getting the top guys, no matter yeah, who they are. I just fair. love it. I love having that's the fair. positional advantage. Whatever on a week by week basis, I just love it so much. Um, is, is that your last buy? Am I am I on rapid fire mode? Um, no, I have one more. If that's okay. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll do one here. Uh, do you want another veteran or do you want a young guy? Uh, I g- give me a young guy. Young guy. Great. Me. We have three young quarterbacks. Actually, I'm going to go with a guy who it would be throwing the ball to Cole Komet in Chicago. Hopefully Justin Fields. I yep. love Justin Fields as a dynasty buy right now with the question marks around his future with the draft. Great, totally great quarterback, man. He plays really, really well for fantasy when he's healthy. Missed a few games this season when he was on the field playing. He was an elite fantasy quarterback once again this year. I believe top five in points per game while he was healthy for full games. Great, great buy right now. He's cheaper because of this injury he had this past season and the Caleb Williams talk. I love Fields. No matter where he goes, I think he will succeed. Absolutely. And I watched a lot of Fields this year because when you look at the numbers, it seems like, oh, he's meant to take a step as a passer. There were some plays I watched this year. I've talked about this a bunch, maybe even on this podcast. He played some smart football. There were some plays where it was like, oh, that was a really smart play. Like he did, like he used his legs to his advantage to be able to throw the ball downfield. I remember a play very early in the season against the Denver, I believe it was against the Denver Broncos, and it was a pass to Cole Komet, actually. But they're inside the five yard line. Justin Fields fake handoff and starts rolling to his right. And he's like looking to throw, looking downfield to throw. 
but he starts to attempt to run because he starts getting closer and closer to the line of scrimmage. And all the defenders come up at him because they think he's going to run. And I think normal Justin Fields in that situation or just Fields from a couple of years ago would have just tried to dive at the end zone or dive in the sideline right. and get a couple of yards. So Justin Fields on this play, he runs as close as he can to the sideline, gets all the defenders up, fakes like he's going to run, and Cole Komet just sitting at the end zone wide open because all the defenders came up and he just lobs it right over to Cole Komet, touchdown. And it was just like really has. He's been so savvy, super smart with manipulating manipulating defenses, especially with his legs. He can run with his legs and use them as a weapon, but he also uses them to trick defenses now this year. And it's just something that we had never seen from him before. He elevated his play this year a lot. So wherever he goes, if they give him a true chance to develop and give him a shot to be a franchise quarterback, he might actually do it. The only problem I have with Justin Fields, I don't want to pay up for him because obviously with all the question marks, he's a bit, he's a bit uh, depleted in terms of his price. But there is a world. It's not likely, but there is a world where he's on the Bears bench this year. No, there's there's no there's way. A world that's possible. It's possible. No he's on the Bears they literally bench need to fire their GM for malpractice if they do that. And I mean that. And I would totally agree. That would totally I mean, agree. That's the dumbest move so in the planet. Idiotic. But there them. is a there's world. No way. There is a world. It's not likely, but there is a world. That is not a it. world I want to see on my fantasy team, on my dynasty team. I hate it. I hate I, it. I, I, I hate like it. that I buy it. option. Uh, I like but yeah, I'm all in on buying fields, obviously. What's your last yeah, buy like here, that. bud? All right, so mine here real quick, I'll go through. I want to talk about Marquise Hollywood Brown. I tweeted about this earlier this oh, week. Oh, I love this Marquise, one. How did I miss Marquise this one? I love this one. Marquise Brown is a great buy right now. You know, in the first eight weeks of the season, he's averaging about 13.3 fantasy points per game to start 2023. That's not elite numbers. That's not game-breaking numbers. It's like wide receiver two kind of level numbers. But considering the offense, considering the quarterback he's playing with, that's pretty solid. In the second half, things fell apart with injuries and Kyler getting back into the game and just never really, you know, kicked in for him. But we also saw like a couple of years ago, he was like a top eight wide receiver in fantasy in the first six weeks of the season before Kyler got hurt mid-season he was a legit wide receiver one with Kyler Murray and he did some really good things in Baltimore too when he had time with Lamar Jackson like he is a great wide receiver that can put up really good fantasy numbers and he's a free agent this offseason there is so much upside to where he could go like Kansas City is a very legit option he could re-sign with Cardinals and be a very legit option there are many teams where he could go and be a wide receiver one or at least a 1a of an offense and that is a world I want to live in and looking, and he's just 27 years old, and his value on keep trade cut. I want you to guess if you had to tell me in rookie picks where his value is at, what would you in tell rookie me? Rookie picks? Yes. In, a, in one rookie pick, what would it be? 204. It's close. He's at the 206. Yeah. In a super flex league. Like, that's like, that's really low to me. When I see mid second. For a 27-year-old wide receiver who's put up wide receiver one-level numbers and has a free agency where he could go anywhere and be a really good, uh, be in a really good spot to succeed for fantasy. I mean, that's just that's a smash offer for me. I was all in on Marquise Brown this past season, drafting and redraft because he's going like the seventh or the eighth round in dynasty right now. He's just such a good buy. Mid to yeah. early second in a super flex is just a really good buy to me. I'm in on that for sure. I like that value a lot. Great player, great uh, possible situation coming up this year. Really nice value with the the middle of the second round rookie pick as well. Yeah. All right, rapid fire to close this out. Let's go. Let's hit these two more yeah. veteran wide receivers here. These are two guys I believe are good values right now. First and foremost, we have Keenan Allen. He's older. We get it. But when he's healthy, he's a target hog, man. He's going to be so good again with the Chargers, with Justin Herbert throwing in the ball. When he's on the field, he's going to be great. Really, really good buy for contending dynasty teams. 
the only thing I'm a little bit worried about that one is because the Chargers have, are in a very good position to draft a wide receiver in this class with Malik Neighbors or hey, Marvin Harrison. That's okay. Or that's Brock okay. Bauer. They have all the potential in the world to do it. And that doesn't make Keenan Allen a terrible buy. It won't make him terrible fantasy next year. It'll still be very relevant. It's just it it hurts his volume upside because someone like Malik Neighbors could come in in the NFL. And I wouldn't be surprised if he had like 1,100 yards as a rookie. Malik Neighbors is just that different of a talent. So it's that one's a little tough for me. I would I would have to get him pretty cheap to want Keenan Allen. Next one is uh, Stephon Diggs. I think that people are all out on Stephon Diggs for the way he ended the season, the, the the drama, the whatever. Always washed. I disagree. I think he's still a very good wide receiver in a really good situation with Josh Allen. Full offseason to decompress. Whatever needs to happen over there, maybe he gets dealt. I don't know. But I I am fully on team Stephon Diggs. Is a very capable football player. Still really really great wide receiver. Great route runner, great hands. He is a top 10 wide receiver in fantasy football next season if I had to bet my house on it. Wow. That's a that's a big bet, but I like the buy. I like it. I, I and then moving on here, we have two more young quarterbacks to close out the show. Uh, we have Anthony Richardson and Bryce Young, two fantastic yeah. young Solid. prospects. Richardson really showed it earlier on the season. He's more expensive in fantasy man. right now, obviously, and deservedly so. He got injured, but while he was, you know, operating that uh, that Shane Sykin offense, he was playing fantastic football. I think they're going to get the most out of him with his legs, but they got out of the most out of Jalen Hurts over in Philly. I think Anthony Richardson has an extremely bright future for the Indianapolis Colts and for fantasy football. And for Bryce Young, it's, you know, a guy who was valued up here before the season started. Now he's down here. By now, while he's down here, while the situation changes in Carolina, and he goes back up to up here. Because there's not a doubt in my mind that he's going to succeed in the NFL. He just had a very, very poor supporting cast this season, in my opinion. It was a bad situation, You're bad so coaching bad. staff, or bad organization. Things are hopefully starting to change for the better over there in Carolina. More weapons will come. Bryce Young will get better in time. I think this is a smash buy. I think his value is only going to go up unless he's a true NFL bust. Yeah, I mean, they they also they invested so much in him, man. They invested so much. Like I made a video recently for uh, for football guys not too long ago, and it was all about rebuilding the Carolina Panthers in five steps. And I mentioned that the goal of their offseason should be to fix Bryce Young and help him develop. That should be Absolutely. their entire goal this offseason. There should be Absolutely. that should be their main goal. One hundred percent should be develop Bryce Young because they invested everything in that kid. They traded multiple first. They traded so much to get him. That if he were to be a bust, the Carolina Panthers are going to be in a disastrous hole for the next couple of years. Like they are, they're going to be in a disastrous doomed. spot doomed. in a couple of years if they they're going to be doomed if they can exactly they're going to be doomed if they cannot get him to be a franchise quarterback. So I, I see a lot of free agency ads. I see them drafting a, a receiver in the mid rounds. I see them getting as many weapons as they can, as, as much offensive line help as they can for Bryce Young to help him succeed. It's just like, this should be their only goal. So yeah, I like this buy a lot. It is it is risky though, man. When you see a kid come out as the first overall pick and have that type of rookie season, like it's just bad. It's not a good look to watch. But I mean, we saw Trevor Lawrence do the same thing. To be fair, that was with a really really bad coach. That was with that was a very interesting situation. But I, I like the buy as well with this one, and I love Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson showed so much in his limited time. He looked so, so much upside as a passer. So much as a so much impressed. I was so impressed with him as a passer. He looks so good. Yeah, comfortable. I mean, this is a guy who came out with a big arm. You know, a lot of times these guys don't translate to the NFL very well in terms of a higher completion percentage. He didn't have a great completion percentage of Florida, but he came out and he he surprised with how well he was throwing that ball. I think as he develops and, you know, hopefully he got some nice mental reps in and learned a lot of how to be a pro, even with his injury this season. I think he's in for big year two. 
Um, that Col- that Colts organization is put together well. I mean, they had a successful season still with Gardner Minshew at the helm. Um, I think Anthony Richardson's in for a big year too. And for fantasy I football, it. I think he might be a my guy for love me it. next season. I-, I love me some rushing quarterbacks, oh, yeah. and I love me some Anthony Richardson. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like and you mentioned, he wasn't not he wasn't just not great in college as a passer. He was. He was starting like 50% completion. Like he was a terrible college passer and he came out and he looked impressive. Like I was like, Oh shoot, this kid can throw the ball. (laughs) Like like they were, there was even a moment, not just in in college in the games, but at the combine, like he missed a simple five yard out route. Like he missed it. Like completely missed it. There it was like, what the heck are you doing, dude? Like, but he looked really impressive for what he did in college this year as a rookie. Absolutely, man. Hey, Hutch, bring us home, brother. All right, that's going to be all for Hooked on Fantasy Day. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We greatly, greatly appreciate you. And if you missed this episode, if you're watching the replay, if you just clicked on the live, come back tomorrow on Thursday. The episode will be on podcast apps on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Looked up Hooked on Fantasy. Subscribe. Click the bells or the follows or whatever button it is. And click check the us button. out there. On the, click the button. Just click the button. And check us out on your podcast apps. We'll see you all next Wednesday, everybody. We'll probably Goodbye, do some, some more previews. See you. Peace.